Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back to This is America. I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. The hottest of all hot spots right here, the NYC. Rugged individualism is something I want to get into, but right now I want to talk about 33% job growth. This insane headline. Now, okay, I get it. There's going to be some critics that are going to say, oh, but you know what? A record-breaking 33% GDP that comes in as an October surprise isn't really much of a surprise. Well, I disagree. Yes, I do agree that if you have a major plummet like we did with the coronavirus, of course you're going to see an increase. You're going to see a lot of uh, growth from the bottom towards this new ceiling. So, yes, it's going to break records. It's going to double things. However... That doesn't mean that it's not impressive in terms of catching up. Of course, if we had this major plummet and we weren't doing anything right and we there was no recovery, we wouldn't see any improvement in the last three months, July, August, and September. But we did. A third of the economy has grown. This is huge. Like the Hunter Biden story, I'm pretty sure that some of the news media are either going to trash this story or they're going to suppress the story so that you don't hear it. So that's why I'm going to keep reading this headline. U.S. quarter three GDP growth comes in at 33.1%, doubling the previous record. The U.S. economy, this is Fox Business, U.S. economy grew at a record-shattering pace in the third quarter as businesses reopened from coronavirus. The nation remains in a hole from the COVID-19 recession. But gross domestic product and the broadest measure of goods produced in the economy was 33%, 33 33.1% on an annualized basis for the three months, like I said, July, September, July through September. This is from the Commerce Department. This is big because the biggest one prior to this was 16.7% increase, and that was after World War II in 1950. So to say that there's not an economic recovery happening right now is a lie. For people to sit here and make it look like Trump isn't doing what he's got to do, come on. Now, of course, we can't put this all on Trump. Trump's fighting to keep businesses open, but who's fighting to keep businesses closed? Ah, well, it's your friends, your blue state politicians, governors like Andrew Cuomo, mayors like Bill de Blasio that wouldn't know fortitude if it slapped him in the face or across the chin. Listen, all I can say is, and it is somewhat ignorant, but I'm cut from ignorant cloth, if you will. My dad was the type of guy 
I'd be like, hey, be careful. That might, ah, that was his line. Ah, forget about it. Ah, forget. Nothing happened. He'd cut himself. He'd wipe it off. Ah, oh, you need a bandaid. It can get affected. Ah. He didn't believe in that stuff. He was an old school, rough guy. The most modern technology I'd say that he used uh, with his grooming, he used a razor to shave. He was a real clean cut guy. He, he used a, a nail clipper for his nails. He always had himself well well groomed. But outside of that, my dad was a rough dude. Would run out of words real quick and turn to violence fast. That's just how he rolled. And you know what? There was a lot of guys from that era that weren't about talking. They were about action. And I don't mean violence all the time. Just my dad was the quick to throw a punch. But there's guys like Trump. He talks a lot, but he brings a lot of action. And it, it reminds me of a New York Times headline that I saw not too long ago that said the reason, I'm paraphrasing, but the reason that Hispanics, Latinos, like President Trump is because he comes across as machista. And that's probably true. I mean, I think it's the same re- reason that white people like John Wayne, right? He was just a tough dude. It has nothing to do with trying to isolate people by race and this and that. And, you know, this is a tangent I'm going to go into just a little bit because I, I've been wanting to talk about it and haven't found the right time. This is it. I find it interesting when, you know, let's say I post something on my social media, which, by the way, is at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S. And someone decides to say, great job, so happy that Latinos are finally waking up. I I don't necessarily take that as a compliment. I'm not necessarily offended either. But it makes me think, that's a pretty blanket statement. Like, imagine... I'm guessing they would support that by saying, well, because, you know, Hispanics have primarily voted Democrat. I would look at whites and be like, who are the majority of Bernie Sanders supporters? White people. Who's the majority of Antifa? White people. So I don't think the racial characterization of how people vote uh, is always entirely used appropriately to say that. Latinos are waking up, suggest that they were asleep. I would say, no, maybe under a spell, maybe victim to fake news. Okay, I can go with that because as now we have the Internet and we've had it for a while. But now let's face it. I mean, last election, grandmas in their 60s weren't using smartphones. I know a bunch of them. Now they're up on the new iPhone 10 and they've got apps and they use social media. There's old people gramming now. I have fans, my own listeners that are in their 50s and 60s. That are like, oh, I I use my iPhone. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I know that there are older people that are adopting technology at a fast pace. And this is why they know stuff. They don't need the news anymore. People like talk radio and that's why we've survived. Because we can bring things extremely fast. We don't need a ton of graphics. I can give you something that I literally just heard off a text message or through the grapevine or through our APD Matt Dahl walking into the control room giving me the scoop. And Matt Dahl could tell me, hey, did you know that this happened, that happened, and that happened? It's faster than the AP wire service. And this is why talk radio and, by the same um, merit, podcast and streaming services work really well. Now, this is a good time to plug our streaming service. You can get this station, talkradio107.1fm.com, talkradio1071.com, excuse me. And you can stream from there. You could stream from wabcradio.com. And, of course... You can always download the WABC Radio app. On the app, you can get all of our great hosts, all of the great shows, and you can listen to it on demand. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the impact of what Hispanics are going to have in this election and and every other racial ethnicity, if that's how we're going to slice it up, in a little bit. But I want to talk about job growth because I think that 
you know, the criticism that you're going to hear is that the big headline, and this is again, Fox News uh, is what I'm looking at right now, Fox Business, will obscure the full picture. And it seems like this is the main story they want to continue to point out is how much the economy contracted with the government shutdowns of businesses related to COVID instead of the actual growth that we're seeing. Now, if you want to point out that we still have more to grow to catch up, absolutely. We have unemployment at 7.9%. We need to get that down. We need to get it back to those 17 months during the Trump administration where President Trump oversaw an economy that had a million more jobs available than had people on unemployment. And we can get back to that because the key to doing that is inviting growth. The key to doing that is cutting taxes. This is what's important to small business owners. This is what matters to moms and pops, people that were stay-at-home moms and decided, I'm going to open a Pilates studio. I'm going to have yoga clients and now can't have been forced to do it via Zoom. Listen, I don't care. I don't know that business, but I'll tell you this. If I paid money because I wanted to go to a studio because I liked a particular instructor and I wanted to be under their tutelage and be a part of their course, and they said, oh, we're going to do it via Zoom, I might still go, but now I'm in my house. I didn't want to be in my house. I wanted to be in their studio. Nice studio, smelled nice, painted nice. They fixed the place up. You get the one-on-one contact. Maybe they have some essential oils going. It smells nice. Who knows what type of aromatherapy they put into that? Maybe it stinks like feet because it's a yoga studio. Who knows? My point is maybe you like the stinky feet. Maybe you want to be there. That's why you signed up to begin with. You didn't sign up to do Zoom Pilates. Now, you might do it because you've fallen in love with that brand and you like that instructor and you like that course. And God bless you if you do. But we can't say that that doesn't hurt that business. It hurts these businesses. People are hurting. They don't have to. If somebody says, hey, look, there is a very bad virus that is has killed many people. And if you want to do Pilates here, I want you to sign this paper (laughs) that says that you're going to have to wear a mask while you do your Pilates or you're going to have to do this or we're going to have one of those ultraviolet things that kills the germs in the air, whatever ramification or mitigation that you're going to have to go through, you go ahead and go through. No problem. Super. You do it. And then what? And you move on with your business because business owners are the lifeline of our economy by and large. Big corporations make a lot of money, but mom and pop still rules the roost. But keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. This is Rich Valdez. We are still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. I was just having an interesting conversation with Sid Rosenberg, our colleague here at Talk Radio 77 WABC, and he's telling me, Trump's going to lose. Trump's going to lose. And I say, how's that? And, you know, we're going at it, and he's giving me his his analysis on which states are going to go for Trump and which ones aren't. And he thinks Michigan's not going to go for Trump, and he may, he may be right. I think he's wrong, but um, given that possibility, I still see multiple ways for the president to get there. I think, again, and I'm just using my gut, maybe it's wishful thinking, maybe I'm jaded that I'm looking at Philadelphia, big metropolitan city, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh have to have major turnout. Now, people are saying that, oh, you know, there's major turnout for this election, Granted, there is major turnout. However, these cities, first, by and large, Philadelphia is a red state. These people are Trumpers, by and large. However, you have 
this massive population in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh because of its population density that can sway the vote. And we've seen that happen many times. However, we didn't see it when you had a lackluster candidate like Hillary Clinton. Sidney pushes back and says, hmm, they didn't hate Hillary as much as they hate Trump. And that's why people are coming out. And while it may be true that the Trump derangement syndrome is real, I can't sit here and say that people are going to stop their rioting in Philly to go cast their ballot. I don't believe that people are going to come out en masse in Philly. And I'll tell you why. A couple of days ago, I saw former President Barack Obama, and he did a rally in Philly. Man, it wasn't that impressive. It really just wasn't that impressive. There was It was a drive-in, first of all. The people were in their cars. So you figure five, six people max per car. And it was really like one or two people per car, let's be honest. But you had these cars. You had some honking. And he was there. And uh, let me be clear. And he was doing his speech and doing his whole thing. And I just felt like, you know what? The enthusiasm for Obama isn't there the way it once was for Obama. People are not going to turn out in Philly and Pittsburgh the way they need them to. There's a few things at play here. I mean, we saw the weakness of Obama during the last election where Andrew Gillum was running against Ron DeSantis. This, to me, was very telling because the best that the Democrat Party could come up with in Florida, and I'm switching gears a little bit, and then I'll swing back to Philly. The best the Democrat Party could offer was Andrew Gillum. And to bring him over the top and across the finish line, they brought in El Presidente, back then, Barack Obama. Now, when Barack Obama came to Florida, he didn't bring Andrew Gillum across the finish line. It didn't work. Now, this is not to say that not only does Obama not have the coattails that he once had or even that type of sway or panache with people with voters. But more so, since then, Andrew Gillum's no longer a rock star. He was neck and neck with DeSantis. Now, DeSantis is a governor overseeing a pretty solid economy. As much as they try to trash him with COVID, it keeps getting proven that they're trashing him and his numbers are are way better than a lot of the media is reporting. There's a lot of these errors and false positives in these tests. And the other guy who lost the election, he's become a real loser. Right. Andrew Gillum. Last time we heard about him, last two headlines for Andrew Gillum. He was on Ellen with his wife saying, I'm apologizing to my wife. And the reason he was apologizing was because. He'd been arrested at a motel with a male hooker who had an overdose from crystal meth. So apparently he rented a budget motel to do crystal meth with another man who he was paying for sex. So this fall from grace for Andrew Gillum, Florida's best option to win Florida, he's fallen from grace and now he's on Ellen trying to make amends, coming back saying, I apologize to my wife and to the people. I'm an addict and I'm a bisexual. This is what he said. And I should have have brought up the audio for that if I was going to quote it. But anyway, you, you heard it from me. So all that being said, you've got Andrew Gillum that can't come to Florida's rescue. So they need a new rock star in Florida. And they don't have one. They also have a similar situation with Barack Obama coming to Philadelphia. He didn't turn it out. They don't have it. If you look at the other rock star in Georgia. They ran a super tight campaign that she refuses to say she even lost. Stacey Abrams. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. As soon as she lost, so you have a woman that was like the head of the state house in Georgia. And she says, oh, I, I ran. They robbed me. I didn't really lose. She refuses to say she lost. And what happens? The next thing you know, they are rumoring about, well, since I lost this election, I might as well run for vice president. I should run for president. There was, oh, she's going to run for president when they realize, is, are you joking? President of what? Weight Watchers? No. So they realize she can't run for that. What's going to happen? She decides, okay, well, I would, I would accept the job if Joe Biden would offer me the vice president job. Well, guess what? He didn't offer you the job either. So nor Weight Watchers nor Biden is asking Stacey Abrams to do anything. So she's been remanded to doing ads on YouTube. Fine. So when you look at all of this and you say, hmm, Michelle Obama has not been on the campaign trail much. However, at least in big rallies, I'm sure she's headlining fundraisers because they're raising money hand over fist. So you, all of the rock stars on the Democratic Party, they're just not rocking much. So when I sit here and I talk to Sid, I think, hmm, I get it that the turnout's there. But then I also have to factor in, it's not just that Hillary lost because people didn't come out, right? Because we have to remember, Hillary Clinton did get something like 90% or 92% of the African-American vote, despite the turnout. Biden has consistently polled in the 60s. People saying that, you know, in the best case scenario, he'll get 80%. In a state like Pennsylvania, 80% is not going to be enough to get him to where he's got to be. He needs 90% to turn the state blue. That tells me that my guy, Donaldus Magnus, El Trumpito, El Presidente, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States, has a clear path to victory. A better shot than Joe. My opinion. Of course, we welcome your feedback online, on social media, wherever you want to reach us. You can at richvaldez.com. TheRichValdez.com is our website. And of course, you can get me on social media at richvaldez with an S. That's richvaldez with an S on all social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Get at us at richvaldez with an S. Stay tuned because up next, we're going to get into something really dicey. Keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Bienvenido America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all social media. And it's so important that we get things right. This is a critical time in our nation's history. This is why we need to focus on the facts. In a time where there's disinformation and misinformation all over the place, the best place to get your facts, to get a deep dive on just primary source data is my friends at JustFacts.com. JustFacts.com, that's J-U-S-T-F-A-C-T-S.com, is the premier think tank on the East Coast. They bring you the facts, they bring you the real, and they just keep it down the middle. Check out my buddies at JustFacts.com and sign up for their free email newsletter. They're not going to bombard you with spam. They put out a couple of really good pieces per month, and you're going to appreciate it. JustFacts.com slash rich. That's JustFacts.com. Dot com slash rich. I want to talk about our government. Our government 
has a purpose. And it's a question I want to pose to you. What is the purpose of our government? Give us a call with that. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I'm going to give you a hint. The purpose of our government is not to, quote, take care of people. Now, I ask this question because it's in the preamble of our Constitution exactly what the purpose of our federal government is. But I ask that question because I find when I'm arguing with people, and when I say arguing, I mean arguing a point, not you know, not even debating, more having a discussion, but arguing or articulating my perspective with other people, that it's challenging to have a conversation with someone when you're not on a level playing field. And what I mean by that is, I think you both have to agree to where the floor is and where the ceiling is in order to have a meaningful discussion. If I believe that the floor is here and you believe that you just happen to be levitating, but happen to be at the same level as me because you're levitating, we probably can't have a discussion because you just don't believe in the same irrefutable truth that I'm standing on the floor and that that is the foundation of what we're standing upon. So with that being said, I think when you have these discussions with people and you ask them, and I don't typically ask people what the purpose of government is, but it seems to me that their understanding of what the purpose of government is seems to be really, I'm not going to say jaded, but maybe misunderstood. And I I bring that up because I share different articles on my social media, and and I'm not talking about my Twitter or Parler, and you should check those out, at Rich Valdez with an S. I'm talking about like my personal Facebook, which is turned off to listeners, mainly it's for people that I actually know in my personal life. And these are people I know and have interacted with, or at least met once or twice, and we get into these interesting talks, and I I find myself explaining the most rudimentary things. And I realize it's because we have a different understanding of what is what. I realize that that big we, the people, at the top of the Constitution means that we, the people, quite literally, (laughs) are the ones that are in charge of our government. And it's not the government that's in charge of us. We don't, at least I don't, see the government as a means to my end. I don't rely on the government for anything. Quite frankly, I really don't. Maybe uh, do I rely on the government to put out a fire in my house? Probably. Do I rely on the government to shoot a bad guy in my house if they're robbing me? Not so much. I could do that myself. I can call if I don't have my own gun and I could call and they could they can come and help. They could help come clean up the mess afterwards, whatever. But my point is, I don't rely on the government. I come to work every day, I earn money, I trade my time and my talent, I earn money, and then I feed myself and my family, right? It's a pretty simple equation, I think. The government doesn't feed me, doesn't feed my family. In fact, the government takes. They take a percentage of my income like they take a percentage of everyone else's. So I don't see the government as a, as a means to an end. I see them more as a necessary evil, if you will. And I say all of that because... Too many people too often think that government is here to be their daddy. And the government is not here to be your daddy, period. The purpose of our federal government 
as found in the preamble of the Constitution, is to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare. And by general welfare, we don't mean welfare programs, right? But to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is, in essence, the purpose of government, to protect property, to protect our rights. It's to protect us literally from tyranny, which is why we established the country. And I think those are important things to always remember. Because the minute we forget them, we get led astray. I've seen people in my own personal social media that are really just off the deep end because they don't like Trump. And it's okay if you don't like Trump. Not everybody has to like Trump. But you should like America. I don't think it's okay to to hate America just because you hate Trump. So this is where, where it comes down to. Today I posed that question to some folks on my, fa- my Facebook. And the responses were good, I thought. I thought they were varied. Lots of different types of responses that, for, for the most part, made a lot of sense to me. But there were a couple that were very telling. So, again, my question, what is the purpose of government? Hint, it's not to take care of people. That's my post. And the most popular post is the one I disagree with the most. So I'll give you some of the other ones first so that you can uh, get an idea of the, the, the sense. There's so many of them, I can't even pick one. But basically saying, again, the defense, this, that, and the other. And one person says, this is the purpose of government, quote, Aid must be extended by government, not as a matter of charity, but as a matter of social duty, end quote, President FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Now, that was uh, one of my good friends in New York, and I, I say to her, we're still paying the price for FDR's destructive views. And it's that destructive view of government that government has to render this uh, aid That shouldn't be confused with charity, but in effect is. Because what ultimately ends up happening is people end up worshipping at the altar of government. They believe in government for everything. Government is our health care. Government is our our environment. Government is, there is no more responsibility on the person. Instead, we all turn to the almighty politician, the almighty government, to solve our problems. And that's wrong. And it's bad. Not only is it wrong, it's bad. It's bad because it takes away your own industriousness, your own ingenuity, your own ability to provide for yourself, to be empowered, to know, hey, I can do things. Whether you want to sell halal food on a cart like my guy, Sotul, and his brother, Mahmoud, who I go to every single day, I love those guys. They make the best halal food on 32nd Street, 7th Avenue, right here in New York City. Or my guy, Mohammed, or David, I go to two. Two different coffee carts. Both guys are Afghanistanian uh, immigrants. Is that right? Afghanistanian or Afghan? I think Afghan's a rug. But anyway, either way, immigrants from Afghanistan. And you've got the guy who made, they both make, I think they go to the same guy because they, they have the coffee car and they have really, really good coffee. One's name's David, the other one named Muhammad. Both of these guys, super nice guys, they love America. And they realize this is a land of opportunity. 
And I got to tell you, it's a sad day when immigrants understand more about America than Americans do. It really is a concerning thing to me. Yesterday, I go to the guy, and we talk about it all the time. They know I, t- I work in po- talk radio. They ask me, what do I talk about on talk radio? I say, I talk about politics. And he tells me, the one guy, he says, you know, my friend. And I said, yes, sir. He says, you know, I'm here since 2008. 2008, not so good. 2009, not so good. 2000, 2017, very good. Best year ever. 2000, number 18, very good. 2000 number 19, very good. This year, very good until stupid virus. So what does that tell you? It These are regular people that understand fully. They don't care about Wall Street. They don't care about any of that stuff. They know how many plates of chicken over rice they're selling. They know how many cups of coffee and donuts and bagels with a schmear they're selling. That's the bottom line, kitchen table politics that Creepy Joe likes to talk about. Joe El Baboso Biden, he likes to talk about so often. But the ones that are getting it aren't talking about Joe Biden. Matter of fact, the guy from the halal cart, the older brother, Sotul, he tells me, in my country, is Mr. Biden's look like politics from my country? He's telling me that so much corruption in my family, in my in my country. My family tell me. So I'm th- I'm ser- I'm taking it all in. I'm standing on the street. He's in the cart, and I'm like enamored, right? I'm just like, wow, you're freaking awesome. You're the best political pundit I know. <laughs> you're better than me. Why? Because he takes it from complicated to super simple. He makes it incredibly simple. This is all about taking care of your family. It's all about pursuing the American dream. Another interesting thing he said, these people talk, talking health care, health care, health care all the time, Obamacare. This, my country, you get sick, you die. I was like, wow, how's that for a campaign ad? He's telling me that the best health care we have is in this country. The other guy, David, tells me, you know, Mr. Rich, you have... This country, my mother come from Afghanistan. She's sick. I take her to Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital. And they say, we take care of her. No cost. You can disagree about politics, but you cannot hate America. And I said, man, you're a man after my own heart. That is the bottom line. The purpose of our government is not to take care of you. The government's not here to be your daddy. But yes, we the people govern ourselves it is the consent of the governed i don't mean to sound preachy but that happens sometimes so i always say as a final thought if we stand for nothing we will fall for anything and that's from hamilton and sir edmund burke says that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like all of us to do nothing so do something know something read something stand up for what you believe is right I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade.